Hey everybody and welcome to Ty's Tech Line. I am so, so, so excited for today's episode. We have on the line today, we have Brent Barkey and Brent has achieved something that so many people have dreamed about, something I've dreamed about since I was a little kid. He actually got to go to a taping of The Price is Right. He got called down, he got to go on stage, he got to spin the wheel and he won his showcase. This is seriously like a dream come true for me. So I wanted to get Brent on the podcast because I wanted to pick his brain about every little thing that is involved in the process of being on The Price is Right. Because I've been watching this show for I don't know how many years, probably 20 plus years. And I've never even really thought or had anybody to ask what the actual process is like of making the show, filming the show, and being a contestant on the show. And Brent not only has that experience from being in the audience, but actually winning his showcase. So in this episode, I just pick his brain, ask him all the questions that my always wondered over the last 20 years and it is an amazing episode so we're going to jump right into it so please 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 enjoy this conversation with me and brent all right so we have brent on the podcast today brent how's it going (laughs) i'm doing great I'm really good, actually, with everything that's been going on. Thank you so much for being here. I am so, so excited to talk to you. Um, but before we jump into it, tell just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of what you're all about. Well, my name is Brent. I'm a radio producer, a morning radio show producer. So uh, I'm, uh, I do a lot of the planning, and I also do a lot of the, the segments, and I'm on the morning show as well. So I'm a high energy morning person, which turns a lot of people off. <laughs> well, that's perfect. You're gonna be perfect for the podcast then, because you've you're you're ready for radio. Um, yeah. I have so many questions about that. Actually, like I, we could probably do an entire podcast on that because I find that whole sure. side of things super super interesting. Um, but we're not gonna talk about the day. We're gonna we have we have a we have a mission here. <laughs> um, but I know Brent through his yeah. wife Andra. Um, she is part of with Grace and Gold. They're an amazing design company. And you guys are from Minnesota, correct? Yep. We're in, uh, well, we were in Minneapolis. We're just in the suburbs right now. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. So we met them last year at the Creative at Heart conference and um, Brent was there as one of the husbands, one of the extras. And it was so, it was so cool to meet him because um, the Creative at Heart conference, if you're not aware, is mostly women. Uh, and so anytime there's any husbands there, it's always great that we get to connect and, and hang out. And then when I saw last week that uh, Andre was posting about you guys being on The Price is Right and all this stuff, uh, I was super intrigued. And then when I saw that you actually had won and that all this stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, I have so many questions I need to ask him because I have been a Price is Right like watcher, I guess, since I was really little. Like my my dad, whenever we were home, like whenever he was home for something like Christmas or vacation or something and he was home on a weekday, we would always watch The Price is Right. And even this past, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas when I was home, my dad, my brother and I would sit and watch The Price is Right and we get, I mean, we're yelling, we're like yelling at the TV, we're super, super into it. So are you, do you have that kind of a history or are you a lifelong Price is right fan oh completely and it's it's funny my mom told me she goes i'm so glad that when you were a kid i let you watch all this tv now but it um when we were going to do the taping i told my wife i said it has always been my dream just to be in the audience i don't even care if i get called i just want to see everything right. i want to see the wheel and she looks at me and goes that's such a weird dream because she comes from a family that doesn't necessarily watch it like she had, she had seen it but didn't watch it all the time right like i did you know when you're home on a sick she didn't day. understand yeah she didn't understand the nerdiness that I, that she was about to have to endure for the whole taping so i was super excited to go and i could tell from watching so i watched the episode <laughs> i just kind of like highlighted like skipped ahead to your parts i kind of knew what was going to happen at the end so i, I yeah. just skipped ahead to all of your parts but i could tell from watching you that you'd been like you'd been watching the show for a while <laughs> like you knew what was going on you weren't just out there winging it um so okay i have so many questions i just want to start from the beginning um sure. 
And we're just going to kind of go through the whole process. If you guys haven't seen his episode, if you're interested in seeing it, I'm going to put a link to it um, in the show notes below or something. I, you can watch it on, it's on CBS. You can watch, we found it online somehow. So I'll put a link to that if you want to go watch it. But okay, so you filmed this all the way back in October, correct? Yeah, five okay. months ago, yeah. Five months ago. So it's now currently February, the end of February 2018. He filmed it in October. Um, what was the process like of getting tickets? How far in advance did you have to get tickets? What is that, I don't even, what, what is that process like? Well, for what I understand, if, if you look online and ask for people's advice, it used to be a much more difficult process. People actually camped out overnight oh, wow. uh, in, in the old days. Now it's much, much, much easier. It's all through online. All you have to do is get tickets. I mean, we got ours with probably a month's notice okay. and they had sold out probably the week later. So as long as you have a couple weeks out that, you're go that you know you're going to be in LA and you want to see it, just check their website. They do two tapings a day. Okay. So, okay. So that was back in whenever you got the tickets. Does it cost any money or you just have to sign up to get them completely free? Completely free. Time. That's awesome. Long time commitment. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. Okay. So you got your, had your tickets. They told you, what do they tell you? They tell you like when to show up, where to show up. Do they send you any like rules? Like what is the sort of pre, is there a pre-screening process to be on or anybody can just sign up? Well, for the tickets, it just says as long as you're 18. The other thing it tells you is not to wear any costumes. You know, that's a very let's make a deal thing. If you know let's make right. a deal, everybody wears costumes to that. And when we got there, uh, there were actually a group of people that were dressed in 70s attire. And mm. they all got sent back to their hotels to either change or they couldn't be in there. Oh, wow. So the, they actually do follow through with the rules. You get your ID checked. They have to make sure you're 18 because they want everyone who's there has to be has to be able right. to play. Um, they also, when you first go through, you have to sign uh, a, a non-disclosure that basically says, like, I'm not employed by CBS. Um, I haven't been called down on Prices Right before. I haven't been on any other game show in the last year. And they just need to know about your basic background so they're not having some career Prices Right contestant going every week and trying to get Oh, that's down. interesting. Yes, yeah, I, I never would have thought about that, that they don't want you going on if you're like game, game the system and basically you like win every week. Well, they actually say, so I can't get called down for another 10 years. Oh, wow, because you I have won. to wait 10 years. Yeah, I'm allowed to go and be in the audience. No, even if you get called down and don't win anything. If they call your oh. name, you can't be called down again for 10 years. And the funny thing was there was a woman in our audience who had been called down 20 years prior and she had herself on a t-shirt with Bob Barker and the showcase round and she you know was so excited at the possibility of getting called again and uh she, i mean she didn't get picked but it was cool to talk to her and hear about her experience yeah that's that's really crazy so yeah 10 years i would never have thought that even if you don't win that's cool yep you have, you have to wait 10 years for to be on prices right again but you have to wait a full year to be on let's make a deal since it's the same network oh wow see so many things mm. i would have never known i know okay that's great okay so so you show up on your filming day or whatever it well so what do you go to is it just this big sound stage is it on a big lot in LA like what is the I don't even know where the filming takes place it's it's in a, a studio lot in uh in Los Angeles and they really freak you out because they tell you like even though you have a ticket it's not guaranteed mm. we're gonna start letting people in at nine but it's first come first serve so that really freaks you out they have a certain number of guaranteed tickets but ours were just general so we got there probably like 8 15 8 30 they told us to be there at nine so we were there early enough and we counted the people we knew we would be fine um but they kind of go through and and you're just sitting out in the street waiting for them to let you in 
And then at nine o'clock, they kind of usher you in. And the first thing you do is you sign that contract right. that basically says like, here's my name. You have to spell out your name for them. And uh, on the and then you get your official name tag right away. Yes. That's one of the first things you get, which I was so, so excited So do you think about. they have them pre-made or are they making them on the spot? No, they have someone, like, are they, they printing have one on person who goes through that has the, the same consistent handwriting that's giving oh, everyone. Oh, it's actually handwritten. It, it is actually no, handwritten. Okay, we had a debate in my family. We were talking about this <laughs> and we were like, no, surely it's printed out. They just print them out ahead of time. So someone's actually writing it with a marker. She's going through and handwriting everybody's name wow. and it's also a sticker i don't know why i thought it was like a tag before but it's actually oh, a sticker uh -huh. but um the other thing that uh, I, th I thought was interesting is no matter what your name is they only write your legal first name as it says on your driver's license huh. so even if you go by your middle name or go by a nickname or if your name's philip and you go by phil they will write your full first name as it appears on your driver's license interesting yeah. gosh that's i wonder why that's so crazy so there are some people who go like that's not my name but that's what that's my name today <laughs> right, right right yeah oh that's awesome uh, so did you keep your sticker oh of course i have it with me yeah. I, I kept so many random things you need to like frame that sucker and put it up there oh it's sitting uh, in a box right now with with a ton of other random things that i picked up throughout the day <laughs> right oh gosh that's awesome okay and okay so tell people about your shirt if anybody didn't watch the show tell me about your shirt i loved your shirt i thought your shirt was great i know well, I honestly think my wife's shirt was better, but people really didn't get to see hers as much. So we went as uh, as part of my 30th birthday. So mine said my 30th birthday bucket list, wife, baby, price is right. And it had little check boxes next to them. And my wife's shirt said, it's my husband's 30th birthday. Pick me instead. Oh, uh, that's funny. so I totally thought it was like, it'd be so much funnier if she got picked. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, so you get ushered in, you sign the contract, they give you your sticker. And then kind of what happens after that? You kind of just hang out or you go straight into the into the auditorium? Oh, no, it's a, it's such a weird process. And here's the thing that a lot of people don't know is the show is not random. They don't randomly call people down. It's mm. cast. So everybody gets interviewed. Oh. They interview every single person in the audience. And there's 300 people. And there's wow. two okay. levels to the interview. So everybody has a contestant number th that you wear. And the first thing you have to do is you get your photo taken in front of a green screen. You take a normal one where you're just smiling. And then they say, pretend like you just want a car so to me i'm like this is part of the audition right so i'm screaming my brains off jump jumping up and down and then she looks at me and she goes i hate to say this but the camera wasn't working you're gonna have to do that again <laughs> hey it probably works <laughs> out in your so favor though. that's great yeah, well, it's good because everybody's watching you and I'm like, I don't care. I'm just making a fool of myself. So everybody goes through that. You have to go through a little processing thing where they make sure, you know, your name is spelled correctly, all this stuff. And then you go to the next portion, which is the interview. So they take everybody in in groups of 30. And the casting guy, his name is Stan. He's been doing it for over 30 years. Wow. He's been doing it since way, way back in the Bob Barker days. So this guy knows what he's looking for. So I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I probably shouldn't just overthink it. So there are people who totally overdo it. They scream, they jump up and down, and there's also this rumor that kind of goes around that the producers are always watching. So everybody, even when you're sitting in the waiting room, there are people just going over the top, and it's fun, but it can get annoying when it's the same person running up and down giving you a high five for the 15th time. Right, yeah, yeah. But, um, but the, the interview is interesting because you only have like 10 to 20 seconds to pitch yourself. So they basically say, what's your name, where are you from, and what do you do? So I'm thinking, this is my opportunity to grab this guy's attention and just let him know why I'm going to be great. So I just kind of went like, hey, my name's Brent. I'm from Minneapolis. We abandoned our baby at home just to come so we could do this. And I want to win. I've been a fan for so long. And I just like started talking at him. So we start going back and forth a little bit about my job. He makes fun of me for being in morning radio, and I laugh at off and blah, blah, blah. Right. 
And then he goes over to my wife and she is not the type of person to act like I did. Right, right, right. So she just goes, hi, I'm Andre. I'm from Minneapolis. And I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> and that's where it ended. So good contrast there she compared wouldn't... to your. She she helped you know make you seem more enthusiastic with her lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> it was a good team effort there. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what helped me get picked. But no. So and then they go through line for all the thirty people. He just says a quick thank you, and in all honesty, he gives no signal right. of like if you did well or not. He's very very good about making everyone feel heard and feel special for a second. And then we were ushered off into the longest waiting room mm. I've been in a long time. So. You, right after that, you check in your phone. Yeah, so you don't have your that. phone. Yeah. Yep. So you check it in. They bring you through a security thing because, the, and they actually check you because they don't want anybody having any pricing sheets, anything oh like that. So they actually give you a little pat down, go through the girls' purses, That's things so like funny. that. Because I mean, it's a game. You have to yeah, follow you the rules. So then you sit in this big waiting room, which is outdoors, and you basically have nothing to do because you don't have your phone except talk to everybody. Mm. So my wife and I are just hanging out with people. We met these people from Eau Claire that we ended up being great friends with, who also coincidentally ended up getting called down. So um, we're just making the most of it. And the other thing they do is they show a full episode start to finish. Mm. So everybody knows how it works because you would not believe it. But there are people there who have no idea how the show works. Wow. They're either there with someone or they thought it'd be fun or they heard about it. They have no clue. They don't know what the wheel is. They don't even know that Drew Carey hosts it. Like there are people there who just don't even know what's going on. Why do they decide to come? Did they they just thought it'd be cool? They just kind of heard about it as a yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, they, like they're either with somebody or they heard it's fun or something right. like that. But I, I don't know. But I mean, uh, there were a couple people there in the audience who had played before, probably four or five people who had gone, made it on stage. So they're like the celebrities mm-hmm. of the group. Everybody's gathering around them. How did you get picked? What did you do? What? And it's it's hysterical to kind of see them basking in their glory days. Maybe that will be me someday when I go back. But it was so cool to hear them talk about their experiences. So there was a guy who had lost his car game a year before. There was a woman who, who played about five years ago. But the, you know, they're just the people everybody wants to pick their brain, which is right, which right. is kind of comical. To see yeah oh my gosh okay so you so you got in at nine they started letting you in at nine and then now you're sitting in this waiting room what time do you actually get to go into the big auditorium i'm trying to think is we got through our interview probably just after 10 and we were in the first probably like couple groups to go in for an interview so everybody's kind of in this holding area by 11 and then that's when they show you the episode so you're not being ushered in until afternoon Okay. Wow. So you're, you're kind of just like hanging out, waiting around for a good um, three hours. Yeah. So when they let you in, is it just a free for all or do they like tell you where to sit? It lets you in like one group at a time. How does that kind of process work? No, the, the one thing they're really good at is they want the groups to sit together. They don't want to split people up, which is a puzzle for the prices, right? Because there are mm-hmm. groups of, you know, 10, 15 people. They're all wearing the same shirt and they all want to be in the same row. So th- they just really, I, I don't know if there's any genius to it, but they kind of sit everybody. So when we got up to the front of the line, the the intern or who or page or whoever it was looks at us and goes like oh you know come down here and he sits us down and we're literally sitting right behind the contestants and yeah. I I like grab my wife I'm nerding out I'm like this these are the best seats this is yeah, so cool you guys cool. have the I'm best like, seats in the whole place I know so so we thought it was so much fun we were in the front row and I said I don't even care if I get called down right now we have a front row a front row seat yeah you'll be on TV more than anybody else yeah but I don't know if it was random because the people we were in line with got sat on the opposite side so I don't know what the method to the madness is but the weird thing is when you sit down the casting guy is kind of standing on stage looking over the crowd mm. and he's kind of like ticking off things on a piece of paper i'm like oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> this is so freaky um 
but yeah, it, it's it, it's totally random where everybody sits. Yeah, that's interesting. OK, so they bring you in, you all sit down and then are they like hyping you up? Are they telling you what to do, what not to do? Because I mean, everyone's obviously going crazy. And I've we've been to one taping uh, a house in our neighborhood, won the great Christmas light fight on ABC mm-hmm. or whatever. So we went to that filming. So we got to see a little bit of the behind the scenes like process, you know, where they're like, OK, they tell you what to do, tell you when to clap, tell you when to do whatever. Is it is a lot of that or are they just sort of hoping that you kind of know when to be excited? Here's the secret to The Price is Right. And they're absolute geniuses. They've been doing this show for so long, they know how to do it. So the casting guy comes out and uh, he basically says to us, he goes, hey guys, you know, I just want you to know, we've already picked, you know, the the, the people, you know, we had a meeting, we, we picked who's going to come up, but I need you to know something. We're going to be watching you the whole time. Mm. And if we notice that you're losing energy, we're going to switch you to somebody else. Oh. So you can imagine what that does to an audience. Right, right, right. He, and so he tells you, like, when they're saying, like, like, if the person on stage needs help, I better see you helping or I'm going to switch you to somebody else. Wow. So it, it's crazy just how high energy everyone gets from that. So the other thing, well, the second we walked in, we were there for a theme week for Big Money Week. Right. So we see all these signs for Big Money Week. We had no idea until we sat down. Mm. So George Gray, the announcer, comes out and he, you know, he, I guess he's kind of the warm up guy, but he didn't do too much comedy because everybody's already excited just from hearing that. So he basically said, you know, some of the rules, like he said, like, you know, if you get called, run down, give high fives, have fun. He's like, don't think too much. The, the microphone might seem low, but it adjust to your height like all those random things like right. if you win your stage game run this way go up these stairs hug drew like he kind of goes through all those things because once it starts it doesn't stop the show okay yeah that's so what i was gonna ask he he kind of g- gave us those guidelines but it was pretty quick to start we didn't see drew we didn't see anything like everything's blocked off from us so we don't see like them rolling out a car or something like oh, that right, right it's all it's all just blocked off but th- at this point we're super excited right Oh my gosh. Okay. So now the anticipation is building. You're like sitting there and then when it, so you said once it starts, it just goes right. There's not really much. It just like, all right, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. And then it pretty much just goes straight from there. He basically said, we'll give you a countdown. And once we start giving the countdown, just make noise. And the other thing that's so interesting to me that I can't believe I didn't think about is the studio is so loud. Mm. There are 300 people who all think their energy level is going to get them picked, screaming their brains out. So you can't even hear the names getting called. So they told us, they said, we're going to help you out. We know you won't be able to hear any of the names getting called. So they actually hold up cue cards. So if you you watch closely, you'll kind of see everybody looking in the same direction. Okay, yeah. Um, Because you... you honestly can't hear when the show starts, when the names are getting called. It's just screaming until they tell you to stop. Right. So um, he kind of said like, all right, 10 seconds, guys. We all screamed and then it just kind of went. And then it just goes from there. Yep. Okay. So then and then you got called down in the first batch, which if anybody who's a seasoned Price is Right viewer knows that's the best way to go. I mean, your probability of getting on is significantly higher the yep. earlier you get picked. So what were you like when you saw that? What were you like? What were you thinking? What was When you saw your cue card, I guess you probably didn't even hear it. When you saw your your cue card what were you thinking well the, the first thing that happened was um the guy who was standing next to me the whole morning was actually the first name to get called oh, so yeah. I, when i saw him get called i looked at andra and my wife and i was like oh my gosh i'm so happy he got called because we spent hours getting to know him right so we knew he's a cool guy and whatever and at that point i honestly thought my chances were down because i was like they probably spread it out a little bit and then they called the, the second woman who was freaking out and then i like I looked up and I saw my name on the card and I just had this moment of like disbelief. So I looked at my wife and went like, no way. And I like grabbed her leg, I think. And then after that, it was just a total blur. I honestly don't remember what I did. So seeing it on TV was so weird because I don't remember if I 
jumped up and down if I did any of this, but I just like went and I was just like, I ran down there and I tackled the other woman who had been called down in a hug and I went like, <laughs> can you believe this? And she's screaming in my face too. And it's just this weird moment of like such bizarre high energy. But the lucky thing was my wife was right behind me. Right. We were in the seats right behind contestants. Literally, how, like how close was it? Was it, was it as close as it looked? Cause on TV, it looked like she was like two or three feet behind you. Oh yeah. She, it was literally like you're in a theater and she was right behind me. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I sat back and I was talking to her for like, Oh, during nice. the commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which which was was interesting, but I was mostly talking to the people I was down there with, right? Because you know, I'm, I'm now in this weird, weird, weird world of prices right fandom. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so you got called down first, and you were in the third slot. Right. Which yeah. Is pretty, which is a good slot. Which is a good slot. Best. Yeah. Which is a good slot. To I be. actually said because anybody who's a Price is Right nerd knows you want to bid last. Right. So I actually I said to the girl who was to my left, I said. I really like you and I want you to get up there for you, but I also want you to get up there for me right. because that puts me in a And then spot. she did get up there and we were watching, I was watching the show back with Ash and as soon as that girl next to you got up, I was like, oh, he's he's in the fourth slot. He's got it. Like he's going to get up there for sure. Like, I guess I already knew you were going to, but as soon as that happened, I think it was like the next one or soon after yep. that, because you won with the old 3501, Bob, right? I did. Well, my mom told me before, she knew we were going to see The prices Right, and she called me the night before, and she said, whatever you do, don't bid a dollar over the person who bid before you, because that's so rude. And I said, Mom, it's a game. I think they'll understand. That's the it. best strategy in all of prices, Right. Well, she, what she said was, she was if they bid $1,000, at least give them 10 bucks. Say 1010 I was like, Mom, I'm not going to do that, because then it'll be 1005 and I'll lose. <laughs> right, right, right. But oh, that's so the funny. girl who got called up second with me was the first time I did it. I did it the second to the on the second bidding round and I didn't make it up. But the second I did it, you if you watch back, you can see like the pain in my face from doing it. Yeah. And I like, grabbed her arm and I said, I'm so sorry. And when it went when the person was on stage playing, I looked at her and I said, I hope you don't mind that I did that. I'm so sorry. I just want to win. She goes, Oh please, it's a game. I'll get you back. Right. And so she had a good attitude about it. But yeah. then she said to me the words that scared me more than anything else. She looks at me and she goes I'm so happy that we got called up first because we're pretty much guaranteed to get on stage. Oh, no. I said, no, 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 yeah. don't say that. Don't say that. You just jinxed us. Did she, have, did she make it on or no? She did. She got up right after me. Right she after played me. Okay, the, yeah. the, the vending machine game. Perfect. So I was happy for her to yeah. see her up there. Good, yeah. good, good. Okay, so yeah, so you get up there with, you won, okay, so you won Prada shoes, right? That's what it was? <laughs> yeah. That was your thing that you were bidding on? Did you have any idea yeah. or you just, you just went for 3501 because you just assumed that it was more... Than, than well, I, I, did, I did assume that it was more, but the, like I said, the other weird thing is you can't hear anything. Mm. And the, if you think it's helpful that the audience is calling out prices. It's not. It's, not. Yeah. it's just a big wall of sound. So you can't even hear the people next to you bidding mm. and you can't hear the description of the items. So right. they actually t tell you, like, if you're wondering something, ask and we'll cut it out. Mm. But like, and uh, but my mind never went there. So because I'm like, I'm just so caught up in the moment. Right. So when the shoes came out, I went, my gosh, I'm screwed because I just see a bunch of heels. So I'm thinking oh, at least over a thousand dollars and i can't hear the description at all and i can't hear the people bidding and then drew leans down to us and goes they're prada just so you guys know in case you didn't hear it mm. and i think in my head my gosh double what i'm thinking i don't know anything about right. shoes or passion <laughs> but i just know they're expensive so i look at andra my wife and she's just shrugging at me oh, she no. doesn't know how much these oh, things no. are worth either 
So at the at the moment of bidding, it was you know people all within the range of the two thousands, and I was like, I could do a dollar or one over the person who's highest, but nowhere in between mm-hmm. is going to be my best chance. I went a dollar over the person, and they ended up winning, and that was my second blackout. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we, Ash and I, were, as we we're watching this, you are so funny. Like people, if you're listening to this, you need to go watch because his. I know you were being very genuine. Like I know you were not acting. Like you were just that excited. I could tell that. But yeah. his his like just the perfect. You're like the perfect contestant. Because you knew what you were doing, but you're also really excited. Because I, whenever we watch the TV, it always makes me mad when the the girl goes third and she goes one dollar, Bob. You know, and you're like, I know. And you're like, no, no. You're like, you are. Then you like, say two dollars right after to them. be up there. You don't deserve this privilege. You don't know how to play the game. <laughs> Sit back down, right? But you, like, you had the enthusiasm. You knew what you're doing. So you got up there. Had you ever seen that game before? It, what was it called? The pie. Now or then. Now or then. Had you ever now seen or then that was the game, and I had seen it before. So the, the one thing I remember is when I went up there, we were there for the all cash episode. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I knew I was playing for cash, but not how much. So that didn't concern me. Like I wasn't waiting for a car. I knew I was going to be playing for a lot of money. So the whole time I run over and I'm hugging Drew and I'm waving to my wife and being a total nerd and and it's a total blackout. This this whole moment, and I just remember my mind going, "What am I playing? What am I playing? What am I playing?" And I'm thinking through all the games that I know are played from that side of the stage. That's mm. how nerdy I was. Good, right. Like I was, I was thinking through all the games, but I'm like, it can't be. Like, and most of them are car games, so I'm going through my head. And then I actually worried after we filmed that I was saying it out loud and I would sound terrible, oh. like just being like, "What am I playing? What am I playing?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was now or then, which is a game where I was given. Uh, I, it was a big pie piece of six pie pieces, and it had pricing of items, and I had to choose whether they were the price now or the price in, I think, January 2005. Yeah. And I had to get three in a row correct. Uh, so I see them, and they're going through the description, and I'm just kind of studying them, like, while, you know, I don't need the descriptions. I can tell what they are. So I'm kind of studying them, and the one thing I was drawn to is that tonic water, because mm-hmm. I was like, I buy seltzer water all the freaking time. So I know that that is now. So I'm like, I don't care what else. I know I have to start there. Yeah, that was super smart. Okay, but before we pause one second, did you, like, before, you knew you were going, you going to the taping. Did you go back? Were you, like, studying beforehand? Did you watch a bunch of old episodes? Did you do any sort of research before you came or is that just like knowledge you've had just from all the years of watching? Well, I I feel like I know most of the games. My wife and I had watched a couple episodes leading up to it, more so for her sake because right. she didn't oh, yeah. know the show <laughs> as well as I did. Right. And she was like, like, how did the games work? And I was I was trying to tell her because she she was going to say at first that she didn't want to get called down. Mm. And I said, no, it's the easiest thing. The audience can help. And oh, the you games can, can are you easy. opt out of it? You can. Yeah, you can opt out okay. when, when you get there. But um. So we watched probably two full episodes start to finish. Okay. So, I mean, that was her knowledge. But I, I had recognized the game from, like, my childhood. I was familiar right. with it. But you didn't do any extra research, any extra, like, price studying. I don't even know what you would do. No, and I wish I should. I wish I right, did yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I think that, I mean, the way they have the, set, the game set up, which I think is why it's so popular, is because you can't really do that. I mean, there's not really a great way to, like, study for it. But, yep. all right, so you got up there, mm-hmm. and you got the first two right. So... Uh, right in the back. And then so you had two more. So you had two chances essentially to win $30,000. And what happened? Well, my nerdy mind is figuring out the statistics in my head. And I'm actually thinking like, by chance, I have a 50-50 chance on two pieces. I've got a three out of four chance of winning $30,000. This is freaking awesome. So I look and it's like a cleaner. And I know that cleaners are, are what everybody says on Price is Right. Those are always the most expensive mm-hmm. thing. And it says it was like $3 or something. So I'm like, there's no way. And so I was pretty confident I had won. And I, I said it. And then when he showed now, I was just, I was actually legitimately shocked. And then I was stuck and my mind was rattled because I I had no idea what that season, it was seasoning right. I had to, to bid on. 
So I'm looking at the price and I'm like, I have no idea. So I'm looking at the audience. And the weird thing is, I remember the audience saying now a lot at me. And the one thing I was, the woman who had won right before me, she won $20,000, was st standing up in her seat, screaming at me, waving me down, going, trust me, it's now. Mm. So I go, okay. Oh, and no. I say now. Oh, and no. then the second I say now, the whole audience starts booing. You can hear them oh, groaning the in, worst, in, yeah. in the clip if you listen. So you can actually see me turn to them and react like, what? So I did that. And then I looked and I was like, maybe I didn't win. And then, you know, when when he showed it and I was wrong, I was disappointed, but I don't remember feeling anything other than just like a kind of disappointment. I wasn't heartbroken because I was also thinking like, I get to spin the wheel, I got to be on stage. But then after the taping was done, I was like, I was so close to having 30, who plays a simple game for $30,000 and then loses it? And I felt right. so dumb. But the next day I saw that seasoning in the grocery store and no. I took a picture of it and I sent it to my wife and I said, this is why we don't have $30,000. Oh, <laughs> that, that's a tough game. I mean, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, he's going to do it. I knew you, I, I mean, I knew you didn't because... Yeah, I already knew what happened, but I was like, oh, that's the worst. Uh, oh, but you, okay. So you said, it, so after that, then I always wonder this, what do they do with you after that? Do you just like stand off to the side? Do they take you to somewhere else? Like, did you like, what happens after like in between while you're waiting for the wheel? Well, j j just some of the weird, I'll, I'll give you a couple of the quirky things that, um, people don't realize they do that. They have to call you out on, on the prices, right? Is, um, when, when you're sitting down in contestants row before you get called up, we actually had to get a pep talk from the casting guy. Cause apparently we weren't energetic enough. Huh. So he was like, guys, I need uh, more energy, more energy, blah, 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 blah. So he, I don't know if he does that all the time or if he's doing it. Cause apparently we were boring. But the other thing that they tell you is when you lose or win your game, people's tendency as people is to just walk away. Like, like say, Oh, I won and walk away and, or, Oh, I lost and walk away. Way. So they actually have a big sign that says stay with Drew mm. that, that they show you and they tell you. But um, a lot of times you'll notice he clenches your hand really hard, like when you're shaking his hand to hold you close. So I just kind of had to awkwardly stand there. Right. So when it goes to commercials, they usher you off and they have special seats off to the side just for the people who have been called down. Gotcha. So I, I was sitting next to the woman who had just told me bad information. So I go <laughs> down and she's apologizing profusely <laughs> to me. And I'm like, oh, I, and I'm like, it's fine. It's a game. She's like, it's okay. You won those shoes and you get to spin a wheel. You know, there's this weird bond that we all had that we're all like so happy for each other and and all that so i just sat, sat there uh, and just kind of hanging out with the other contestants but i just wanted to go like give my wife a hug but i couldn't <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask were you allowed to go talk to her or do anything else at that point or you just go straight I'm sure over. I could have. Yeah. I'm sure I could have. But the one thing I remember just wanting was water because with all the excitement, I was just so darn thirsty. <laughs> yeah. So they have like these, they actually have these pages who just brought us water uh, the, the whole time just for the the six of us that had won. Right. And um, uh, yeah, so it was just kind of weird. The, the the six of us just kind of sitting there in our own like little section off to the side. And I'm sure I could have went and said hi if I asked, but yeah. it was so fast paced. And during the commercials, Drew Carey does uh, like stand up for the audience oh, just to cool. pass the time. Time. Yeah, and he does his adult stuff. He's a legit oh, wow. stand-up, and everyone in the audience is over eighteen, so he does not hold back. Wow, yeah. He like makes fun of people, and and it's hysterical. That's awesome. So uh, so we, we kind of got to listen to that too, which was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So how how long do they take commercial breaks for? Are they just using that to like reset and move stuff in and out and? 
Because they're not. It's not actually yeah, because, live. Yes, yeah, so I mean it's live to tape, so it's pretty much the 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 time that a normal commercial break would oh, okay, be. I see. But they have to bring stuff out while shielding it from the audience, which is probably awkward for them mm. because the next item up for bids is usually on stage behind a screen or something like that. So they have to roll it out, blocking it to make sure nobody sees, mm. and you know something might go wrong, and they have to you know check it or whatever. So it's usually just them setting up the next game, getting that ready while Drew's entertaining the audience. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so then yeah. so. You you were, like we said, you were seventh, so you were the second spin. So now it's time for the wheel. I, the, in mm-hmm. my like, I had a lot of cues that you knew what you were doing, but my biggest cue is when you got up to spin the wheel, and he said, "Who do you want to? Who do you want to say hi to?" And you were ready. You had your list ready to go, and you were yep. like, "Bang, bang, 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 bang!" Like you had already thought about it. There was no question in your mind who you were going well, to. Well, they tell you to. So the, the the producer sits sat with the three of us. Um, but before we spun, he said, here's your order. And it's based on how much you won. So me and the, gr- the girl who went before me had also lost. But I think my uh, prize that I bid on was worth more than hers. So I, that's why that's why I got to go second. Oh, so I always um, thought it had to do with what order you got called up. I just thought it was all always sequential. I guess I never, no, I just, that, I never I, pay attention that it switches. Yeah. Yep. The person who wins the most goes last. Okay. Because so, the, so they're in the best position to move forward. Right, right. So the producer says a lot of things that I just didn't think about. Like he says, um, uh, have your thank yous ready. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it'll be like 10 seconds to just have those ready in your head. So you don't like stumble and stall. Um, he said, when you spin the wheel, the wheel is ridiculously heavy, which is probably the number one question everybody right, asks. I was going to ask you that next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's really heavy. And actually, it, I found out later it's made of wood. Oh. Like the interior is just a big, heavy wooden block. So it's ridiculously heavy. So he actually says, because it's so heavy, spin it with two hands, even if you think you can do it with one. So uh, he said, grab the handles. And he goes, make sure you tilt your head back. Because if you lose your balance, you don't want your face going into the wheel, oh. into the metal handles that will be spinning yeah so he says just spin it and kind of lean back he goes if you fall it's fine but just don't fall back don't fall forward right so which which i just wouldn't have even thought about yeah so by then we were just kind of standing there and it was back on and ready to go and the producer had run away so it was just like so quick how how he prepped us right so the girl that went in front of you she had what a like an 80 or something well she spun over oh she went over so she she was out she spun like a 25 and then a 90 or something like that so you went first so she went over right away did you have any strategy where you like analyzing like where you were in the wheel when you spun it or were you just just going for it? Not at all. It was just, you know, the, the, you could take that, but the whole wheel itself is luck. So really? I was like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to give it a good spin. I'm going to say my thank yous and hope for the best because uh, the values were doubled for big money week. So I was like, if you oh, get a right. dollar, it was worth $2,000 and all this stuff. So I was hoping to get a dollar, but just wanted to spin well enough. So my first spin was 25 and I was like, dang it. I don't want to go out like the first girl, but I can't sit on 25. Oh, yeah. So during my thank yous, when it was spinning, I realized that I forgot to thank my wife afterwards, which she very graciously called me out on after. We had a long discussion about, but I was I so thought embarrassed. About that as well. I figured because she was there, you didn't think you needed to say hi to her because she was right that there. That was but... my mindset, but that's not how a woman's mind right. works. Okay, good. Yeah. That's not how a woman's mind works, but it, it, was, it was all fine. But in my second spin, I'm staring so at funny. it like, I just don't want to go over. And I'm like thinking like... I don't know why I was thinking this, but I'm like, what order do the numbers go in? N- n- nobody knows that. So I'm just like watching it like, please, please, please. And for some reason, when the 65 came up, I blacked out and I couldn't do the math in my head. And I knew it was good, but I didn't know how good. Right, so right. <laughs> Drew, Drew was like, you got it. You got to go over. And I go over and you can actually see me look up at the screen and wait for it to show what I got because I couldn't do the math in my head because I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> right. I, no, I'm always the same way. I was 
I was like, wait, is that good or bad? But okay, so then, exactly. the, and then the girl behind you had to try because what would you have 90 or 95? I can't uh, do I got math. 90. 90. Okay, yeah. so you're 90. So the girl behind you, what did she do? She she spun a low number first, like a 20 or a 25. And then she and went then she, over. And yeah. then she went over. So I saw it clicking, and all the, the numbers it was clicking to were no possibility for her to win. So in, right. I'm like yeah, yeah. staring at my wife with wide eyes in the audience, like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> yes oh i love it okay so then so you win so now you're in the showcase so this is just getting like crazier and crazier and crazier and yep. crazier uh how much time passes from that to the like do they have to do anything extra for the showcase or do they just need a regular commercial break oh no they, they have a long talk with us they, like they, okay. they, they do the normal commercial break but like the makeup people come and oh, they're like wow. patting stuff on my face yeah so and then they basically give us a pep talk and the interesting things that that they told us where they said we want you you guys to look good on camera so they said the, your tendency is when they tell you an item, you're going to want to think about how much it costs right away. Don't do that because you're going to be sitting on camera like Duh, like looking up with some dumb look on your face and we don't want you guys to look dumb. So I said, just be happy, be excited and think about it after. The, so, which I didn't think about. So I had that going on my head when the prizes were going. Right. But the other thing he said, was, he goes, please, please, please don't overbid. He said, we've been having a lot of overbids recently and it's not fun when we have two overbids and nobody wins. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. please, please. And he was very, very clear with us. Don't overbid. And then we, and then we found out the order we were going in that I was going second. Yeah. How do they um, determine that same way based on money? I or? honestly think I should look that up because I'm actually curious. I think that that has to do with, uh, what you spin on the wheel because he got a 95, oh, the other guy. Okay, so he spun better. I think dude, don't quote me on that. I don't know. Yeah. I always just thought it was whoever went, came from the first round of spinning and who came from the second round of spinning, but I don't actually know either. Yeah. So by pure coincidence, the guy I'm up against in the showcase is the guy I stood next to in line oh, no. the entire morning. No. So he, he was the very first name that got called. Oh, where I was like, no. oh, I'm so happy for him. So I actually, it was good because we were cool. So I right. said to him, I said, dude, I don't even care if I lose and you win because I'm so happy that I'm in the showcase with you. And he was like, dude, I am too. And we were just chatting backstage. So it was it was fun to be in the showcase with of anybody, the one guy I spent the most time talking with right. uh, for, from the line. So it was just cool. That's awesome. Okay, so, yeah, so he got to go first and his showcase came up and it was like an 85-inch TV, which is a really big TV. Which is awesome. And, I know. <laughs> uh, a car and a trip to... Tokyo. Tokyo. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Th- this is his bid, and he bid way under. Like he took the. Oh, don't, I knew that. He I took the don't over bid. I was like, <laughs> I knew that. How much did you know that? Well, he uh, the, the second I saw the car come out, I knew he wasn't going to pass to me because nobody passes a, a, a showcase with a right, car. Yeah. So when he said twenty four, I'm just like. I'm sure, I don't know if I showed it on my face, but I was like, "What? That car is probably twenty four thousand. Right. And I'm thinking in my head, a trip to Tokyo. There's no way for a week that's under ten thousand dollars. And I'm like going, going through everything in my head. I'm like, an eighty five inch TVs aren't cheap. So I'm like, I know he's under. But then I'm thinking like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shoot for the double showcase, which is what when you get it within two hundred and fifty right. bucks. But I was like, I just have to be better than him. And, but I, I didn't know my showcase at that point. So I was like, I just have to concentrate and not screw this up. Right. It was like, just don't screw it up, Brent, the whole time. He bid like $25,000. And like you said, it was like, he ended up being, I think like over $20,000 off. He was, right? he was so, way off. Right. So he was way off. And I, we both knew, I didn't think he was that far off, but I knew that he was off. So, but when you went, you bid way more made bolder than I thought I would have probably gone really? knowing how far off he was <laughs> because you got within $3,000, which I feel like for the showcase, 
is pretty close. I mean, obviously you need 250 to win, but I don't know. I, I guess it, they all, it depends on how good the people are. And in, in this, I've seen some where everyone either goes way over or they're off by yeah. like 7,000 and 5,000 and the 5,001. But when you bid yours, I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like, he's going to be so close. Um, <laughs> what was your sort of, okay. So your, your showcase was a trip to Ireland with like golf lessons and yep. a round of golf and all sorts of stuff in a boat, which are both and, and, I feel like and $6,000 cash. It was oh, $6,000 cash. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was the thing. So, okay. So you had all that. So the $6,000 is actually easy. Cause you're like, yeah, how much I know, I how, know much how much that, that is. is. Yep. Um, I feel like the trips are always really hard because I feel like on the prices, right. Those are the least consistent things to guess. Cause I feel like sometimes yep. they're way really expensive. Sometimes they're like way cheaper than you would think. What mm-hmm. was your sort of like, what were you thinking when you're adding all this stuff up in your head? Well, the one thing that that's really nice is drew is, is so n- nice to the contestants and the audience. And like he was saying to me, cause I, I still can't hear or see anything cause there's cameras in the way. So they actually tell you like, if you can't hear or see something, they have a special TV for us that we mm. can be able to see it. So I couldn't see any of the images on the trip to Ireland. Oh, okay. So I didn't know what else was included or anything like that. So drew kind of leans, like, I think he noticed me like trying to look. Mm-hmm. So he goes, just so you know, it's six nights. And you and just just bid for the price from LA is is where where the flights uh, is is where we get the pricing for the flights. Got it. Okay. So he was very nice about saying that. The second the boat was behind that thing, I went, my gosh, I'm screwed right. because those are the most impossible curveballs on prices. Right. Right. Because you don't. No one knows anything about boats. You can look at a car and you have a general idea, like based on the type of car or whatever. But no, I mean, I don't know anything about boats. I don't know about you. You're from Minnesota. You probably don't know a ton yeah. about boats. I Well, I'm not from, well, I live in Minnesota, but I'm born and raised in New Jersey. So I don't know a thing, especially about pontoon boats. It was a right. pontoon boat. Yeah. So I, I honestly, in my head, my head went to over 40,000. Oh, and wow. I'm so glad the audience was there because I looked at the audience and all I saw were fingers holding up threes. Mm. So I went, okay, Brent, calm down. Don't overbid, bring it down. And in all honesty, my mind went to 35, which if I had said, I would have won both showcases. Oh my gosh. I, if I said 35.5, but I kept looking and I looked right at my wife because I was like, if there's anybody who's going to help me in this moment, it's my wife. So she is holding up 32 and it's going 32, 32. So I'm fine. I said 32,500 and just added that extra 5,000 on. Right. So it cuts to commercial and Drew Carey comes straight up to me and goes, way to stick it to your wife. And I go, what? He was like, she was saying 32 and he just had to throw that 500 on just so you, she wouldn't get her way. <laughs> That's because, yeah, we were so we were watching it back and Ash goes, oh my gosh, she did exactly what Andra said. She said, Andra said 32 and he said 32. And I was like, I was like, really? I, I, I hadn't noticed that. That's funny that you actually, that you looked in that. Yeah. So I, in my head, when I was adding it up, I would have, I think I was around what, like 33, 34, but I was probably, I would have guessed like around 30 just yeah. to, as to be like super safe. Cause I thought that other jabroni was like way off. Oh yeah. So, okay. So then he comes back on and he reads yours first. Yep. And let me tell you, that is the longest commercial break ever. That commercial break is the longest ever. Cause he's just doing his typical, like stand up with the audience. And right. they're just saying like, um, but I also found out after that they were prepping my wife, they were saying like, um, you know, if they, they had my wife and the guy I was, I was playing against his girlfriend. Mm. So I had them together and they were telling them like, you know, if they win, then you run up and give them a hug and giving them those kind of just like preps. Right, right, right. So that commercial break felt like ages because I'm sitting there overthinking everything in my head right, right I'm like right. I know he's low but how and I'm thinking how much does the Ireland trip cost and I'm just going through everything in my head but I, I also want to enjoy the experience I'm like looking around and I have people in the audience that I met throughout the day who I now I'm still friends with giving me like thumbs up like I think you're good I think you're good and I'm like I don't know yes. 
So, like, I don't have my phone. I can't, like, quick Google under the podium. Right, So right. I'm just sitting there waiting, 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 waiting. It felt like forever. So then he comes up, and he does you first, because they always go in reverse order. So he, you know, yep. says your thing, says you're off by 31.56. I wrote it down. And what were you thinking when he said that? Are you like, okay, I'm good, or what were you? I think... <laughs> I think you can see from my reaction, I figured I was good. Yeah. I didn't want to get too excited for, yeah, yeah. Uh, from that because who knows? And because like, I um, was your friend too, or your new, your exactly. newfound friend. Yeah. So, so you can tell I was excited. Like I, I wasn't too nervous. I was pretty anxious. Um, but when uh, Drew like went, whoa, when he opened up the other guy's card and the second he did that, I knew I won. Right. So I think... Uh, and it's funny because the cameras didn't get my initial reaction on, on the episode, but I looked straight down at my wife. I was looking for her and I couldn't see her because they had moved her up because, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. They, they knew I won. Right. So I'm looking for her. And then when I figured I won, I hear the producer in my head because the producer was like, make sure you shake Drew's hand and then just run and enjoy it. So I'm, I'm like, shake Drew's hand, shake Drew's hand. So I go and I shake his hand and then I'm just running towards the boat. And then I see my wife running towards me. So I like tackle her in a big hug and we're running to like the models are staying there. And I go and I tackle the model in a hug. And I don't know what's going on at this point because literally it is every Price is Right nerds bliss. Yes. I hear the audience screaming. I'm hugging the model. I have my wife next to me screaming and we're just kind of en enjoying this moment. And uh, the funny thing is my wife, when things started calming down, she looked at one of the models and she just goes, I just want you to know you're super pretty in person. And I know people probably make fun of you for having an easy job, but I want you to know, I think your job is great. And it's probably harder than people think. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who knows my wife can hear that in her right. voice. Oh no, that is amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so did you like climb on the boat? Were you guys just like, I mean, I don't know. Is it on? Well, I didn't know if I was allowed to. Yeah. I know, like, for cars, you can go and sit in it, right. but it was a tall boat. It's a pontoon. I don't want to crawl. Or, like, up there. knock it off the so stage or something. Yeah. Yeah, so I just kind of sat with the, with the models and, and hugged my wife. And, like, I remember actually feeling emotional. Like, I've actually yeah. felt like I was getting tears in my eyes because I'm like, this is such a cool moment I'm never going to forget because I'm looking out and I see all these people cheering for me, like like right. jumping up and down, giving me thumbs up. And I have these models clapping for me and Drew's walking over to, like, congratulate me. And it was just so completely overwhelming. Like, nothing oh can describe that feeling. That's so <laughs> that's so amazing. That's, like, literally the dream. Like, when you watch this from... Yep. Cause everyone does this so you watch prices right at home and you're like Psh, i could totally win the prices right like if i like if i right. just was to go and i would just get up there like i would totally win because i've done all i've watched so many like i know what to do but then like to actually go up there and do it and to actually win like not just win your game not just get on stage but like to win the whole showcase is like because i mean obviously a lot of luck has to go into like getting that far yeah like spinning on the wheel and making sure your interview is good enough yeah right but having like so it's a combination of luck, but also like knowing what you're doing. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So you win the whole thing. Drew comes over and shakes your hand. Then, and then what? This is the part that like nobody ever knows what happens after that. Like, Well, the whole episode, in all honesty, the whole episode was a complete blur to me. Like I, I remember looking at Andra, like after it kind of had calmed down a little bit and you know, we, we got to chat with Drew a little bit, which was fun. Mm. He was just asking us like who we are, where we were from. He was just great. And then they kind of escorted me off. And um, I had to say, say goodbye to Andre because I had to go off into like a processing room with all the other winners. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of walking through and all these people are like hugging me and congratulating me. And I just don't know what to say because I'm like, right, right. OK, thanks. And I'm just like, it's the other people I played with and just random people. So um, they uh, start whisking us back into this processing room. 
and um, they're kind of telling the audience like, hey, you know, don't ruin this, you know, don't tell anybody what happens, you know, that that kind of thing. The audience is just kind of told that, but we actually have to sign papers saying like that we will keep everything a secret, otherwise we lose all of our prizes. But the other thing I found out in that moment was they say at the end of the show, there's three people who don't get get up on stage, who get called down, but they don't get to come up on stage. Mm -hmm. So they get $300 each, which is not a bad deal. So they still get something just for getting called down. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So so you're uh, getting, you're filling out papers and signing, I guess, an NDA essentially is like what you're signing. So you can't tell anybody anything. Oh my gosh. Well, I had like 20 minutes worth of paperwork. I bet. All they coached us and they said, all you can say is that you were in the audience and you had fun and to watch to Mm -hmm. see what happens. So that's all I was allowed to say. So, um, I was like, my gosh, I just want to explode and tell all my friends. Like I just had this amazing like like life changing in, in my life and i can't tell a soul i mean I, i'm so lucky that my wife was there that i had somebody right. to talk with about it but we're sitting in the room and that's when they start bringing us like the little souvenirs that i got so i have the cue card with my name on it that i'm going to save forever i have my name tag but i also have the little card that drew pulls oh, out to say my cool. final showcase value so i have that in, in a little box too that says thirty-five thousand yeah, yeah. or however however much it was so i'm saving that forever um so they gave me those things and you know we're sitting there and then they kind of go through the rules and they talk about uh how they actually get you your boat how you actually get the the trips and then the the logistics of it which is a whole i mean it's not a hassle but you got to know like all these steps to get your prizes. Yeah. So what do you have to do? Like, I mean, are they just going to like, I guess boat is a kind of complicated thing to get the cash, I guess. Do you, is it like the lottery where you take it in increments or do they give you the whole thing? Is it taxed heavily? Like what is, well, I know for, so if someone wins a car on the price is right, you get all your prizes within 90 days after it airs. So I still haven't gotten anything yet. Oh, okay. Um, so they have until may to, to get it to me. So for something like a car, Uh, They say the deal, they call a dealer that's in your city and Mm. the dealer will call you and say, hey, we have your car. You have 10 days to come pick it up. And then you you, you have 10 days to go get it. And and that's really it. For a boat, they told me they're going to deliver it because like you have to have a certain type of car to like hitch it and get it to you. So they're going to deliver it to us. I I haven't heard from the dealer yet. So for the trip, um, you have one year from the air date to use it. Okay. So we have until February of next year to use it. And I actually literally found out 10 minutes before doing this podcast with you, uh, our dates. Oh, nice. So I, I literally, I like, I yelled down to my wife, like, Hey, I'm about to record, but we, we, we got our dates in May. So we're going in May to Ireland. This May, um, like in a yeah, couple th- months. As in, in a couple months. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to go for, for six days in May, which will be fun. Yes. Um, the cash gets sent to you. Uh, just in a check in the mail okay. and then uh, anything else, any other random small things, they just mail to you. So the, the other thing that I didn't know, like um, a, a woman, the woman who played half off in my episode, she had to bid on like, it was which of these two prizes is half off? Is it this electric toothbrush or is it this salad spinner? Like, you know, those random things, they win yeah. those too. I had no idea. Oh, wow. So she's sitting there signing off on like a wine opener and all this stuff. And they said that the only thing people don't win on that show is grocery items. Everything oh, okay. else they take home, no matter what it is. Do they just hand it to her on the spot or do they like mail that to her? No, they mail it. They, they so mail they it mail everything to you. Yeah. So I'm getting six pairs of Prada shoes in the mail sometime oh, yeah. in the next three months. 
<laughs> so uh, you, yes. do, you do tell them like your shoe sizes and everything. And the, the other like rumor that that goes around around prices, right? Which I hate because it's not true. Is they always say like if you win a trip, you have to fly to L.A. and then fly to the city, and you have to fund your trip to L.A. And uh, they're like, no, because th- they fly you out of your own city. Mm. They're they're really really good about taking care of you. Like they'll do it out of your own city. They find a dealer that's really close to you to get you the car. That's, they make it yeah. as easy for you as as possible to get the prize. They just tell you the thing about LA so you know for pricing. For right? pricing, So when you're guessing yeah. for the price. Okay, yeah, that, that is true. That's a misconception I think a lot of people have. But I had people tell me like, oh man, that sucks that you got a trip because you have to pay to get out to LA. I'm like, no, I right. don't. And, and they're like, man, it sucks that you, like, like it, p- people love to bring bring you down when you have a moment. Yeah. And um, it's funny that people tried to find the negatives in it and when none of that's true. That you have to like fly back to LA to like hook up to the boat and then drive it all the way back to Minnesota exactly. or something. Yeah. But people actually think that when someone wins a car on the prices right, they pick it up that day and have to drive it home. Oh my gosh! And it, it, it's it, it's crazy. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so is there like an embargo? Like, is it like uh, they tell you on this date you can start posting, or do you have to just wait until it airs and then you're free to like post kind of whatever? I actually, so they have somebody whose job it is is just to deal with all the contestants. So the, I mean, there's nine people per episode who get called down. That's a lot of people someone has to deal with. So right. I would email that person just like with questions about my prizes in the meantime before it aired. So I asked her a couple times. I'm like. With my job as a morning radio producer, we want to talk about it because we want our audience to watch me. Right. So I said, is there any way we can get special permission like me just to say like day of that I got called down and they kept saying no. They wouldn't give us any promotional permissions, nothing. Oh my gosh. So I just had to wait. And I mean, I posted things like you'll really want to watch and see if I get called down, but I yeah. couldn't say anything. So it was so hard. And then after the moment, there were people who were like, wait, what? I didn't know. And I was like, I tried my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't do anything else other than that yeah we saw the same thing happen to us because i was like oh he probably got on he probably got called down or like whatever i never would have imagined <laughs> and then the next day when you were able to post pictures and stuff and i saw all the pictures that yep. like he won the whole thing i was like oh my gosh i was like gosh we gotta watch it so we went and found it online and watched it that way um but gosh man such an awesome awesome experience like i'm sure that you never in a million years would have thought that would have happened when you just i mean just going as a dream oh, no. for a lot of people i mean well the, the weird thing is that that day as a whole was so weird because my wife and i the reason we were going to la was because we got tickets to see dancing with the stars mm. which happened to be the same day so we literally oh, had one hour between the price is right <laughs> and dancing with stars to get changed from price is right into formal attire for dancing with the stars so we're sitting in our hotel room like freaking out like did that just happen and then we went and we had and we, we were meeting the cast of dancing with the stars and we we're like oh, no this day has just been so bizarre so we just had the weirdest day ever. But um, anyway, so after it aired, um, it's amazing the random people who, who re- reach out to me who I you know have lost touch with. Like there's one girl, I probably haven't talked to her in 10 years. Like we went to high school together and she said she was at work and her boyfriend texted her and said, I think this is that Brent guy you went to high school with. And she was like, what? And she like turned it on at work and she was telling me this whole story about how she saw me and, and we got to reconnect through that. And one of my friends works in a nursing home and she had no idea. So she was in a patient's room and looked at the TV and saw me standing at the final showcase oh and did a double take about what and texted me so it was yeah. so weird like just all the random people who happened to see it it's a, it was a really cool experience yeah because like i said you're the first person i've ever met who's even i, <laughs> I probably know simply who made up whom i have gone but you're definitely the first one i've ever met who's like been up there and like won the whole i mean just to win the whole thing there's not that many people in the history of the world who have ever won the price is right and like you're in well now group. you have a leg up. well here 
our episode number was episode 8,200 something. So, so I thought in my head, I'm like, at least 8,000 people have had my experience like of, of all time. And I mean, there's a lot of double overs. So who knows? It's probably closer to six or 7,000, yeah. but it's fun to be, I actually had a showcase winner reach out to me on Facebook and say like, welcome to the club. Oh my gosh. And he, there <laughs> he should said, be a club. You yeah, guys should make like a Facebook group for all the I think so too. showcase winners. And just like look them up on Facebook every, every day when they win. So he said like, if you need any advice about like, uh, about the prizes or anything that, like that, just let me know. And it was really yeah. cool for, for him to oh, say that. That's... So, um, but you should totally go if you ever get a chance, if you're in LA, yeah. cause you're, you're the type of person who would totally get picked too. I hope so. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I would love <laughs> that. It's one of the things you always think like, oh, if I got up there, like I would have it all together. Like it'd be so cool. Like call them cool and collected, but I'm yeah. sure that it's. It's like a, it, you said, it's such a rush and it's so loud. But even just to go and be in the audience, it, it's just so fun. Like my, my wife and I, honestly, we talked about uh, going, going back every year. We're planning on going again in the fall to, to see Dancing with the Stars again. But honestly, to go to Price is Right again, because even though I can't get called down, it was such a cool experience. I want to see it as many times right. as and I can. And I feel like it's a lot more fun because like yeah. Ash, when she was in New York recently, she went to go see um, like Kelly and Ryan, the filming of that, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is kind of cool to see. But it's not the it's not the same, you know, it's not the same kind of experience where you're like, yep. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fun and enthusiastic and all that kind of stuff, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you think was the one thing that surprised you the most about the whole process? Cause okay. So you got in at nine. What time did you end up leaving? Like walking out of there to go home or to go back um, to your hotel? We were done probably at like one thirty. Oh, it was that's well, faster than I so, thought it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, I mean the show's an hour and the, and the filming was a little over an hour, I think. Um, so, and it was just with processing. I was out at one thirty. Um, the thing that was most surprising to me was probably um, how quick the day went for me and how blacked out I was about the whole experience. Like I knew like the whole time I'm thinking like, enjoy this. This is a moment. Enjoy it. And I don't remember any of it like, like from being there. It, it, it's, I asked my wife, I said, did I jump up and down? Did I react well? Like I just didn't remember anything. And she was like, no, you were good. You were fine. So watching it on TV, I don't remember like apparently like I kept my hands yeah, on my face the my whole time <laughs> when I was nervous and I didn't even know that I did that. Like it was, it was just so weird. But um, yeah, the, just the, the fact that it was such a blackout to me was was so surprising. But in regards to like the, the games itself and how much fun it was, I was surprised how supportive Drew was to all the contestants mm. and how great he was to the audience. And he really made people feel special for being there. And he made the show feel unique. Like you got your own show in the commercials too. Like he would call people out in the audience to come up and like, and he would chat with them. And it, it was just really, really cool. Regardless of prices right aside, he's a really, really cool guy. Yeah, that's great. Cause you could, go, I could see it easily going the other way where if you do it every single day, you could kind of get sick of it and you're kind of just like wanting yep. it to be done and trying to just, you know, send it in or whatever. But that's that's cool. Man, what an awesome mm-hmm. experience. I was just so excited that you got to experience that. And I had, I was like, I got to get him on the podcast because I have so many questions. Um, and I think, I mean, the the fact that they interview every single person, I don't know why, but that is surprising to me. That was the thing that stuck out to me as being, um, I mean, it's smart. It makes sense, obviously. That's what I thought. I was like, I was like, of course, like I thought it was so weird. And then I'm like, of course they do because they can't have like Bonnie who's 80 and barely can speak and is nervous getting called down because she wouldn't make good TV. They need people who are like excited I just didn't know it was like a formal interview where I got to speak with someone, right, yeah, which yeah. was really cool. And sometimes you see people who yeah. get on there and you're like, how did, they, like, that's why I think I think it's random. Maybe sometimes they pick some duds on purpose because 
like sometimes mm-hmm. you see people get up there and you're like, have you ever been to a store in your entire life? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Or like, I mean, you know. I mean, th- th- there could be people also who have a great interview and then they just clam up. In I'm the sure that's a part I mean, of it. Yeah. I'm sure he, he can't. I mean, he can't predict that. I mean, p- people are completely unpredictable. I mean, there were people in, in my line that I could hear their interview that actually went, oh, my gosh, that person is 100 percent going to get called. They're hysterical. They're funny. They're excited. And then nothing. Mm. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know what his process yeah. is, but he, he does a good job. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to come on here and explain this all to me. This was more for me than anything else. I just wanted to ask you a million questions, but I figured if I was going to chat with you about it, we might as well record it and put it on the podcast. And I think, again, this is something that I think everybody wonders and everybody wants to know, and you've given us the exclusive inside scoop. So, um, Thank you so much, Brent. This was an awesome, awesome chat, and I appreciate you being yeah, and on. And when you go, and when you go someday, I can't wait to hear about your yeah, experience. Hopefully, it's as exciting. I don't know. I can't make any promises, but yeah, awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you being on. Cool. Thanks. <laughs>